0: Zumo Play.
1: Ridiculous News is a production of iHeartRadio and Cool, Cool, Cool Audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to ridiculous news. With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting and all sorts of wild reports to keep us laughing. With funny, off brand, upbeat journalism, the strange and unusual stories of what we give them when it's all about ridiculous news. Everywhere we talk about ridiculous news.
2: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Ridiculous News, not your average news show. We cover stuff you didn't realize was news, from the wild and funny to the deep and hidden to the absolutely ridiculous. This is our weekly roundup, uh, where we take some of the weirdest stories in the news and dive a little deeper into them. As always, we might even have a few guests pop in along the way. Uh, I'm Mark Kendall. I'm an Atlanta-based comedian. And, you know, y'all, I'm looking forward to the holidays this weekend. It's going to be pretty fun. Uh... My uh, amazing co-host Bill is away today, but we are joined by the phenomenal Lenise Lyons. Lenise is a hilarious improviser, actor, and stand-up comedian. They perform all over Atlanta, and you can follow her on Instagram at Lanise. That's L-U-H-N-E-E-Z. Welcome, Lenise. I am so happy to have you back on the podcast.
3: Thanks for inviting me back, Mark. We yeah. had such a good
2: time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're going to kick things off uh, with a segment that we like to call Giving Them Their Flowers. So we do this every time we have a guest. uh, Laniece, uh I'm going to give you some flowers. The only rule is you can't return it uh, with a compliment anyway. So uh, the... Uh, so, uh, uh, another thing that I really enjoy about you that I think is so great, uh, last time I kind of talked about, like, your joy performance and the joy you spread when being on stage. And the other thing I got to say is you're so dang funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, whether you're performing or also, like, your Instagram stories, I got to say, your Instagram story game was off the hook these past couple weeks. <laughs> you're cracking me up. <laughs> it was so great. So thank you for making me laugh. Always, I appreciate you. Cool. Awesome. Coo, 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 coo. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's hop into our next segment these are called our news nibbles so these are some quick ridiculous headlines that we found that caught our eye recently so this first one is by the Associated Press uh, for WGXA News and the headline is Grinch hands out onions instead of tickets to drivers speeding in school zone. Yes, that's correct. Uh, So several motorists who were speeding through an elementary school zone on the Florida Keys Overseas Highway received an odorous onion as a reminder to slow down from a county sheriff's deputy dressed as the Grinch. So this is Colonel Lou Caputo, a 37-year veteran of the Monroe County Sheriff's Office who conjured up the concept more than 20 years ago. Uh, And so drivers who travel about five miles per hour or less above the school zone speed limit can choose between traffic citations and an onion presented by the Grinch. Those speeding beyond that uh, likely receive a costly ticket. What do you think about this, Lenise? <laughs> <laughs> my, my first thought, honestly, was cops are weird, y'all. <laughs> yeah, like, uh,
3: what kind of promotion is this that the, the, the cops are coming up with? In in the Monday meeting, like, it's, uh, (laughs) (laughs) hey, Caputo, what you got?
2: (laughs) Well? (laughs) Actually, you know, Lenise, it's so funny. Uh, We actually have some uh, footage of that conversation. So do you want to maybe cut to that right now? Yeah, let's get to that. Uh, All right, cool, cool, cool. All right. All right, y'all. Welcome. Uh, We got a meeting up here. Uh, Caputo, your hand has been up. This entire time, you you got something. Uh, let's hear, hear what you got, Caputo.
3: Well, it, it, it's it's my favorite time of year.
2: Yeah, uh, and um, you know, uh, I just came back from from Aldis and okay, I, what, what I don't understand what that's you're on traffic this week, Caputo. What, what what's what's the deal?
3: Yeah, and I I've been at the local elementary school. And, okay, and and I just just to do some recon, and I've noticed there are a few motorists. That are about five miles per hour over. And last year, we, we had such a wonderful promotion with the onions. I I brought the onions.
2: Okay, so you're saying that the onions will decrease speeding, increase speeding? Or are you just saying you have extra onions you're just trying I, to offload?
3: The, the, the research is still out on whether or not the onions— uh,
2: actually and d- decrease the number of motors you know you know you know, you know th- th- no, th- just you know what do your onion thing again all right you go ahead but, and do it i don't care have a great time merry christmas but uh, oh oh, thank
3: thank you <laughs> this is great i i just have to get the stinky onion smell out of the the grinch costume and that's also cool to wear right yeah,
2: whatever. Get out of here, Caputo. Just, just don't <laughs> talk to me again until the new year.
3: All right. Merry Christmas, Onion.
2: Ugh. So, wow. That that I was not expecting hearing that footage, but hearing that gives some gives some context for sure. Yeah, um, for sure. The article goes on to say that Caputo said he portrays the fictional character created by the children's author Dr. Seuss to give motorists a quote gift, uh, but also <laughs> to call attention in a nice way to the need to obey speed limits in school zones.
3: Yeah, and so, the onion. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, if they're under the five, like, under five miles an hour over, they get an onion. Yeah. Anything over that, that is a citation. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if the parents are, like, hip to his game. hmm And they're like, <laughs> caputo's out. <laughs> Like who's this? someone in a green in a cop car what is I, I know right
2: imagine getting pulled over and then the grinch steps out
3: <laughs> <The> Gr- <laughs> you know what i'm right, saying you're, you're looking for your license registration and then that furry right. green hand grabs the side of the door <laughs> you're like the fuck yeah that would that would certainly throw me off did you see where he it said that uh He's even made a few people eat the
2: onion? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so the – okay. Yeah, so the article goes on to say – it quotes Caputo further, and he says, it catches them off guard in regards to handing them an onion or a citation. He goes on to say, but when I give them a clear choice of a citation or the onion, they will take the onion. Makes sense uh, to me. All right, so then he goes on to say, (laughs) and I've had them eat the onion right in front of me. Uh. No. I don't I don't like eating food from a stranger, even if it's an onion. Also, no. eating an onion raw in your car, like what? In your, in your
3: personal vehicle.
2: Honestly, actually, you know what? Let me, like, all right. So if I was going like less than five miles over the hour, I get pulled over by the Grinch. He gives me, he's like, <laughs> onion or a citation. I'd be like, okay, the onion. And then he's like, eat it in front of me. I'm like, give me the citation. Give me two citations. Please. Yeah. Because
3: <laughs> if you're dropping off your kid on the way to school, or, you know, that's probably a residential neighborhood. It's early in the morning, You're probably also heading to work. Mm-hmm. And do you want to go into your insurance office smelling like a good morning onion and coffee? Or like, that's just, you you got to deal with what comes after that at work. Yeah. Uh, but like, Kendall's in here. Have you smelled him? <laughs> Kendall reeks this morning. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the HR complaint, straight up. Absolutely, absolutely. We're going to go on to our next headline, and this is at a CGTN by Johannes Pleschberger. And the headline is, Austria's Krampus Parades Too Violent for Insurance Companies. So the article goes on to say that Austria's Krampus Fright Fest is starting to decline in popularity because many insurance companies deem the pre-Christmas custom too violent. Uh, during these traditional parades, which are held in almost all mountain villages, people dressed as horn Krampus creatures are meant to scare children into good behavior. Anyone who makes fun of the monster impersonators gets whipped on the leg with a rod. So I okay. did not like I knew that there was a Krampus that was like all scary and things like that. I did not know that kids were getting smacked in the legs with rods <laughs> at these parades. I just did not know that was a thing. You know what I mean? And this is Uh, Austria, okay. Yeah. First of all, I I (laughs) I
3: didn't know what a Krampus was, so I did that Google image search, and Uh it's scary, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. 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 And this
3: is like for this is this isn't Halloween or. Day of the dead, this is Christmas. This is nah, this no, no, this
2: is the joyful, merry Christmas. This is how they get it, you know. Like, this is how they,
3: but this is pre Christmas. This is how they start the season.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Oh my God, could you
2: imagine? No, 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 <laughs> I could not. So, there's a, quote, there's a quote that said, It's a very normal custom. Those who don't like it should stay home. And that's from Michael Puffich, who is protecting his young son with his arms during a parade in the town of. Uh, Coleman's, uh, I think it's funny when they hit the people, adds another spectator. I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think I'd be laughing watching a, a kid at a parade unsuspectingly get smacked in the leg just cause right. they were like, yo, that cramp is scary. And they're like, what'd you say? Smack, smack. I My, mean, you know, <laughs> you know? that
3: would be, uh, that would be the most silent parade. Like you should know what's up. Like, I, I know. It's just, no one's don't. Don't you? Don't even point at the creature. Okay? <laughs> I know. It seems like yeah, a lot of preface needs to go into taking my family into that. Right. And the insurance companies are like, look, you Krampuses, <laughs> yeah. I've lost your mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, we need a uh, we need someone to come insure the the Krampus parade, but uh. It says here that if someone looks at you wrong, you will smack them.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a very simple tradition. You know, basically, mm. uh, insurance company, we need you to insure us. The parade, it happens every year. All the mountain villages is, is, is very simple. It's really pretty safe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the purpose is to... Scare the children into behaving well, you know, mm. rather than just asking them or communicating them or, like, Parenting. We just use fear, 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 you know.
3: Okay, a rod to the legs t- for
2: anyone that Right. Well, not- that's that's only that's only for the kids that like make fun of the monster. You know what I'm saying? Because these are performers mm. in costumes. Performance is a very vulnerable thing, you know? So the tradition uh-huh. is if a kid's get if the kid gets to yapping, we get to smacking with the rods <laughs> on the leg. You know what I'm saying? A very common Austrian phrase. They get to smacking. They get to yeah. smack talk. We we smack with the rods, you yeah. know? A little tap tap tapping. Yeah. Tap tap okay. tap. Smack, smack, smack. Uh
3: so uh, we we got a lot of complaints. Okay. Over over the history of this parade. All right, I'm gonna guess that's from the kids not wanting to get smacked. Yes. And it's I I don't know how the kids forget every single year that that is going to happen. But uh, we can't um, we can't carry this uh, burden anymore. Uh, You're going to have to crowdsource that money for the future camp Krampus.
2: You know what? Challenge accepted. This year is going to be a Krampus miracle.
3: Great. Let's let's just switch that rod out to a feather boa, maybe.
2: No, yeah, just tradition, is tra- tradition is tradition.
3: Who am uh, I to stand in the way? <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow, and he's get- getting some of that footage from that call was really interesting. That makes we a lot of sense, that. though. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah, I can, I can, we can see how the inner workings of insurance works for parade. Who knew parade insurance? It, isn't even- that interesting? Oh
2: yeah, go ahead. yeah. Who, who who knew that that would be the thing? That puts right. a stop to some of this stuff. The insurance companies, you know, uh,
3: yeah, because in Louisiana, the, some the Mardi Gras parades are mm-hmm. certainly a lot of the parade. They are launching stuff at you off a float, yeah, and some of them are coconuts right at the wow. head. Wow, bags of ramen noodles. Uh, they will throw anything off their float, and there's no one. I've never heard that as insurance companies like, can you stop? Throwing beer, yeah. kegs.
2: Oh my the, gosh!
3: It's part of the. It's part of the celebration.
2: Oh wow!
3: Yeah,
2: I oh, did not yeah, realize they, that
3: they throw everything.
2: Dang, dang!
3: Full pelicans, beads. You know the wait. Full pelicans
2: they, like the bird. Like the throwing. Yeah, like the, the plastic burns. ones? Oh, like, okay, okay. I thought there was I'm, like that would be I was like, I don't know, is this a cooked pelican? Is this like a pelican <laughs> that's just like toss me, toss me? You know, like i was I'll to <laughs> say a
3: taxidermy pelican. Right, no. taxidermy
2: <laughs> pelican. It's a piece of art, you know, like yeah. I don't know. Put this in uh, your
3: front yard.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put this next to the flamingo. <laughs> you know. Well, back to Austria in this article, oh. right? Uh so the article goes on to say that uh, some parades were scaled back or canceled altogether because insurers have stopped covering these events, as we've been discussing, right? So there's a quote that says, we wanted to insure our Krampus Association, but the insurance companies didn't want us because we are a high-risk group. There is too much risk of damage. And that's from Marcus Etter, who's the head of the Zlan Krampus Group. Uh, for local insurance broker Alexander Ertl doing business with the monstrous tradition. (laughs) That's what the article says. (laughs) No longer pays off. They're quoted as saying, some years ago, insurers were still tolerating a few Krampus incidents, but now the number of damages and injuries has risen too much, he said. Uh, So medical doctor Ulrich Grandnister says that about two people are injured every parade. And I'm like, it's just like, y'all. That's, every, that's, too many, uh, that's too many people for a parade.
3: For a parade that's like with the mountain folks. Like it's not even in mainland Austria. It's just in the hinterlands. <laughs> yeah, like every year.
2: Every year. Got a couple. That, that that's cracked too much. <laughs> that's
1: what did we have that's... on
3: Krampus last year? <laughs> <laughs> now nah, yeah, yeah. Get him out of
1: there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor.
0: Zumo Play.
1: With amazing and crazy topics for picking to choose, you are now tuned in to ridiculous news. All right,
0: and we're back
2: uh, with more ridiculous news. Uh, I'm joined by my amazing guest co host, uh, Lanice Lyons. Uh, Lanice, we've been talking about uh, some silly headlines, and uh, this next one, no less silly. So this one's out of WLKY Digital Team via CNN, and the headline reads. Kentucky Woman wins $175,000 with a lottery ticket given as an office gift in the White Elephant Gift Exchange. Uh, so according to the Kentucky Lottery, Lori Jane's works at Harmon Dental Center as the office manager and treatment coordinator. Her company holiday party on Tuesday featured a White Elephant Gift Exchange where people have the opportunity to steal other people's gifts and i say steal in quotations right uh, you can steal other people's gifts if something is right. unwrapped that they like forcing the original recipient to pick a new wrapped gift uh so jane's at first selected a 25 dollar tj max gift card pretty awesome uh but she said she was disappointed when it got quote stolen in the game but she chose another gift that included uh, $25 of scratch-off lottery tickets. All right? Uh, so she says in the article, she says that once it got to me, it was done and mine to keep. That's when everyone was telling me to scratch them off. She won $50 on the first ticket. Uh, when she scratched off the $10 dollars hit the jackpot ticket, she won the game's $175,000 top prize. Uh, she goes on to say, everyone was going insane. People were getting their calculators out and double checking. A couple of people even scanned the ticket on the lottery's app just to make sure. Jane said. Lottery officials said Jane's called her husband and kids to share the news, but they had a hard time believing her at first. Which makes sense. It's like, what was the limit on this white elephant gift? You know, like. <laughs> so, like you mean? Wait, 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 honey.
3: <laughs> you went to a party. That party that you had me buy. A Roblox gift card for it. <laughs> you pull the TJ Maxx you get it taken. <laughs> and what'd you get? <laughs> Two scratch offs. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, um. you did? <laughs> I don't. I don't know how uh, Mrs. Janes made it past.
2: I, I got the tickets. I wouldn't have scratched
3: nothing in them people.
2: I I know. I'm like, look, they seem like nice people, but how does she get out of the dental office? I, I'd be like, mm-mm. look, you you need to give that ticket back. You need to. Get- <laughs> you need to at least.
3: <laughs> Patrice, was that you who gave me? Yeah, yeah, that was me. That was yeah. me. I, I I did that. Yeah. Uh, oh well. No, we are not. No, I, I don't know. No. Let other we people this, scan the not, not, Now we in this together. We in this
2: together. Yeah. Uh <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. uh uh-uh. Yeah. No, yeah. I show
3: up that that Monday with a uh, hundred dollars worth of Starbucks. And <laughs> right. Yeah. Me and the me and the fam. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Are headed to the Steely Dan uh, Cat Cancun Resort.
2: Right. Uh, right. I'm out. Yeah. That is. Yeah.
3: What would you do if uh, you got uh scratch off tickets? Any kind of way. Uh, I have, my mom's has a friend that every holiday would will send her scratch off tickets. Uh huh. And so, like, if you hit on one or like your, I sent you twenty five dollars worth of tickets. You gonna tell me if you if you hit that jackpot?
2: I, I think it'd be mean if I told you, right? Cause it's like it <laughs> because pass, it passed be- through your hands and went to me. It would be thoughtless. To <laughs> you, I feel like that would be mean. It's just like, hey, Lenise, you know how <laughs> you gave me a gift out of the kindness of your heart? Well, Yeah, because like, I really
3: value our friendship.
2: Man. Yeah, you know what? And that's such a nice thing about you. Uh, you know, that was $10 million. Um, and it's mine now. Uh, just uh, because yeah. you didn't scratch it off first. You know? So. So, so
3: there, the, you don't... Uh, like, some of the money that you had to set aside for maybe uh, taxes. Oh, I'm
2: sorry, I'm sorry, Lenise. I'm sorry, I'm closing the window. I'm on my yacht right now. Sorry. Uh, this, and so there was oh. these, there were these pelicans. I brought these pelicans from Louisiana on my on my yacht with me. I'm sorry, oh. let me close. I'll close the window now.
3: Are, are, are they pre-taxi, darling?
2: <laughs> <laughs> these, these are live pelicans. <laughs> They're going to be lunch later today. Javier, my chef, he's making, like, this pelican bolognese. It sounds disgusting. I'm going to eat the whole thing, you know?
3: Well, I hope... Uh, Hope you don't run into Caputo out there. (laughs) Maybe he's got some extra onions for you speeding on that boat. (laughs) Curse you, Mark Kendall. (laughs) Can't hear you.
2: (laughs) Well, the article concludes by saying that Jane's, along with her husband and two children, showed up at lottery headquarters just hours later. Yep, makes sense. And got a check for $124,250 after taxes. Uh, she went Uh-oh. on to say, "This is cr- so crazy. I'm truly blessed." Yep. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it was like at
3: night. I'm like, they're trying to figure. Out. can I Can we just put it in the um oh, the night deposits l- latch?
2: <laughs> I need this to
3: clear. <laughs> Amazing.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm with you. I wouldn't tell a soul, and <laughs> hey, we wouldn't. Have,
2: I'm like all oh, bummer and nothing, guys. Oh, well. Did you ever see? Uh, what was that Bow Wow movie where he wins a lottery ticket? And he finds a lot. <laughs> you know, what I'm talking about. You know, what I'm talking about. I never saw it, <laughs> but it's just like what? I feel like <laughs> I never saw it. <laughs> but- <laughs> so he gets a lottery ticket, and people find out that he has the winning ticket. Is that kind of yes. the idea?
3: Yes. See, so he purchases one of the uh-huh. the number drawn, the num where you draw the number tickets. Uh huh. And it's like with the last of their money, of his money. And he we his with his best friend, I think is Brandon T. Jackson's in the movie. Uh-huh. And they're trying to get they're they're poor though, so they they have to figure out a way to get to the lottery office, but they get there and it's closed. Oh, wow. So now they have to sit with the ticket all weekend until Monday to like go to the office. I forget how the entire neighborhood finds out.
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
3: But so everybody's after them. Like, the dope dealers are after them. Like, uh-huh. like the hot girls in the neighborhood are after them. Uh, I think his mom messed around and told. And so that's all it is, is, like, trying to hold on to this ticket. Like, it's the, the ring that you got to throw in the mortar yeah. uh, to get his family out of poverty. He <laughs> falls out with Brandon T. Jackson. Like, it's just yeah. a whole—it's <laughs> silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, silly fun from the 2000s. Uh, yeah, yeah. When Bow Wow and Brandon T. Jackson were heart throbbing it,
2: yeah, yeah. I think Tiara
3: Marie was in it. Uh, Loretta Divine. Oh wow! Yeah, you know it's one of those movies that they play yeah. on VH1 mm-hmm. back to back. It's like that. They roll bounce and then back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 it was like oh yeah, it's, uh, Tyler Perry presents uh, yeah, Roll Bounce. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, I I gotta say like with Bow Wow. I didn't want to admit it when I was a kid, but it's like, man, those first couple albums, I love them so much. I said, "A little
3: bad one, bad bad. just don't know the way your move so fast
0: across the floor, run through my
3: mouth. Yes, <laughs> yes, right, right, like a <laughs> <bubbled>. saying
2: no. <laughs> "You ain't ready to stop it." <laughs> <Dang. laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Why and not then, just no, let myself enjoy it? You know? Yeah, like don't even deny it. Um, yeah. Bow-wow was was a talent. Uh,
0: Yeah.
3: That whole so-so-deaf era, like, uh, with him, Escape, DeBread. Yeah, that was a time. We tried to act, we was a little kid rapping. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, like, turn that up. (laughs) Turn turn that up. (laughs)
3: Yeah, on the low. uh, (laughs) Let me hold Yeah. (laughs) I I thought I could dance. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because he's like still killing it out there on the Scream Tour, the Millennium Tour. Uh, Who's that on there? B2K? Mm-hmm. I don't even know.
2: Yeah.
3: Amarion. It's a... He had... It, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, we'll move on from the breakthrough that was the So So Deaf... Uh, era to another breakthrough in the world okay. of science. Uh, so this article is from BBC News, from Esme Stallard, and the headline is Breakthrough in Nuclear Fusion Energy Announced. So the article goes on to say a major breakthrough has been announced by U.S. scientists in the race to recreate nuclear fusion. Uh, nuclear fusion is described as the, quote, holy grail of energy production. Uh, do you know much? I-, I don't know much about nuclear fusion. Lainice, do you any, any, any thoughts on nuclear fusion? Just it, just it just sounds like we're not
3: supposed to be doing <laughs> like recreating something that's in the stars right here, on, okay. <laughs> well, it's the a ar- reason <laughs> it's not. <laughs>
2: Well, the article goes on to say, it is the process that powers the sun and other stars, as like you we were saying. <laughs> like, you're, so, so you're an expert on this. They need you. Anyway, so it works by taking pairs of light atoms and forcing them together. This fusion releases a lot of energy. Uh, so physicists have pursued the technology for decades as it promises a potential source of near limitless clean energy. So recently, researchers confirmed they have overcome a major barrier, uh, producing more energy from a fusion experiment than was put in. But experts say there is still some way to go before fusion powers homes. Dr. Melanie Windridge, CEO of Fusion Energy Insights, told BBC, fusion has been exciting scientists since they first figured out what was causing the sun to shine. Wow, wow. Uh, They go on to say, these results today really put us on the path to commercialization of the technology. Uh, Jeremy Chittenden, professor of plasma physics and co-director of the Center for Inertial Fusion Studies at Imperial College London, called it a true breakthrough moment. It proves that the long sought after goal, the holy grail of fusion, can indeed be achieved, he said. So this has been the sentiment echoed by physicists globally, uh, who praise the work of the international science community. Uh, So, yeah, so a a lot happening in the world of nuclear fusion. And so the article goes on to say, on the question of how long before we could see fusion being used in power stations, uh, Livermore National Laboratory Director, Dr. Kim Budil, said there were still significant hurdles, but that, quote, with concerted efforts and investment, a few decades of research on the underlying technologies to put us in a position to build a power plant. Uh, So this is progress from when scientists used to say, 50 to 60 years in answer to that question. So sounds like they made a leap forward, which is interesting to hear.
3: You know, and that—that's, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. Did they use that in Back to the Future or anything like that? Where's
2: that's a great question. I do not know. That makes sense, though, that it would be you know some kind I of nuclear don't, fusion.
3: Yeah, I don't think that I've seen a positive movie about <laughs> nuclear fusion. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know, I think that's like what movies that. Uh, Contemplate science And there's not real scientists involved Right Right, like, right. Oh no <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We better not do that uh, Yeah I knew, it is, If it has something To do with sun And stars
0: uh-huh. I
3: just feel like There's a reason Why it's up there <laughs> And we gotta Figure it out uh-huh. Down here um, I, I like that quote Though uh, The one about Ever since scientists wanted to know how the sun works, (laughs) (laughs) like we know that's just a ball of gas that's Mm -hmm. on fire, Mm -hmm. and we want to recreate
2: that. Well, I think I'm cautiously optimistic in that, hey, look, if they figure out how to power homes with clean energy, you know, and they can make energy for folks more equitable, if that's what the end result is a little earlier than we anticipated, like, I'm down for that but I also understand that. Oh yeah, go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, no, you go. But I also understand how it's like, at least in the movies, it doesn't always work like that, you know?
3: Yeah. Um, And I guess you, you need that for conflict in the movie to make it interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But this sounds like really expensive technology. And I'm sure there are some rich people that are dying to try this out. And then um, they'll let us know if they come out with the third eye.
2: Yeah, yeah, so So we'll see. Uh, so.
3: You know, like, I feel real good me <laughs> and I <all> with <twitting laughs> yeah. my fingers on each hand.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, so, <laughs> we'll see, yeah so, so we'll see what happens. I mean, it's like, I, I, I don't understand a lot about nuclear fusion, hardly at all, you know, but it is cool to see, like, yeah. oh, they've made through this barrier of being able to produce more energy from a fusion experiment than was put in. I don't know how you even do that. You know, like... <laughs> you know? Right, and they're like, yeah. it's
3: so simple. And then they draw out an like, right. equation on the chalkboard for mm-hmm. six hours.
2: Mm-hmm. And, like,
3: and then you see here, yeah, and we carry that.
2: Right, carry the one. There you go.
3: And then it's just an infinity loop. <laughs> right? <laughs> Long, story short, your Georgia power bill is now 17
1: cents. Right, right. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We'll be right back with more
1: ridiculous news after this short break.
0: Zumo play
2: don't get it confused you are now tuned in to ridiculous news all right y'all we're back uh joined by lenise lyons she's awesome she's here we're talking about the news uh so this next headline uh really cool stuff so uh this is from npr by vanessa romo and the headline is u.s postal service honors the late civil rights leader uh john lewis with a stamp so uh The article goes on to say civil rights giant and former U.S. rep John Lewis, uh, who spent decades fighting for racial justice, will be honored with a postage stamp next year. Uh, His public service career spanned nearly 60 years. As a young student, he joined the lunch counter protests. Later, he became a member of the Freedom Riders. And at 21, he was the youngest speaker at the March on Washington. Uh, After serving on the Atlanta City Council, Lewis was elected to Congress, where he spent more than 30 years representing the Atlanta area and the House of Representatives. Uh, Great guy. It was always an honor to get the chance to vote for him. You know, like, really amazing. Um, So in a recent announcement, the U.S. Postal Service said the stamp, uh, quote, celebrates the life and legacy of the leader from Georgia who risked his life protesting against segregation and other injustices in the violent Jim Crow era South. I mean, taking shots to the head in the skull. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like... Not like no joke, you know,
3: right? Um, uh, uh, yeah. I it's hard to watch movies about uh civil rights because they like are so true to life and like very graphic, and even reading about it is still it's just, it's just horrifying, yeah. Um, why I stamp? I hope it's like a stamp with just John Lewis's ass pointed to lick. To point it to. <laughs> yeah, kiss my ass. I did all of this and y'all still like are half assed in voting rights. It's. Uh, yeah. Uh, I always want. Yeah, I, I want to see what the stamps would look like. I want. I want. Oh, I see. You can look them up. They look pretty cool. Oh, nice. It's his very, very serious face. Um
2: yeah it's interesting i, I haven't I haven't seen this stand, but it's interesting that they choose a serious ba- space because it's like I mean, what he did obviously incredibly serious, incredibly yeah. serious work. But one of the things that sticks out for me in John Lewis and the good trouble that he made was also just like the joy that he had as well, and he never really lost that. I mean, you would think that someone that had seen and has been through as much as he went through, you would lose right. some of that, but it's like never really lost that light, you know what I mean? Like up until the end, Never did. wild, you know? Right.
3: Um, mm-hmm. I had a, one of my friends from high school used to work for him. Um, and he said he gets up every morning, he would get up every morning and read every single newspaper available to him. Wow. Uh, just, just every single day. Um, and he was working for him when he was into his late, uh, late late parts of his age Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a dynamic man that we lost uh, that really just has seen it all. Like, uh, I couldn't imagine, like, going marching in no nice suits and just just want to sing a song with my friends and get bopped in the head, get arrested, and then get arrested on top of that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Truly uh, a phenomenal man. Uh, We owe him better than a stamp.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, We we own better than a stamp, for sure. The stamp is nice, too, but, like, yeah, for sure, like, his legacy is so much bigger, so much larger than that, absolutely.
3: Right. Mm -hmm. Man, Mm -hmm. but these look, like, I guess some of these renderings of them are really cool.
2: Oh, nice. Well, I look forward to to getting some, you know? Uh, Yeah. We got one more headline, Linus. This one's from BBC News by James Gregory. And the headline is, New Zealand Passes Legislation Banning Cigarettes for Future Generations. So New Zealand will phase in a near-total tobacco ban from next year. Uh, So legislation passed by Parliament recently that means that anyone born after 2008 will never be able to buy cigarettes or tobacco products. I've never really heard of a ban like this before. Uh, The article goes on to say, it will mean the number of people able to buy tobacco will shrink each year. So by 2050, for example, 40-year-olds will be too young to buy cigarettes. Health Minister Aisha Varal, who introduced the bill, said it was a step quote towards a smoke-free future. They said that the thousands of people will live longer, healthier lives and the health system will be better off from not needing to treat the illnesses caused by smoking. What do you what do you think?
3: Wow. Yeah. I think that is a very 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 strong progressive thing to do. Um, but I always think when you do things like this like with like outright prohibition of things that mm-hmm. you just force it underground, mm-hmm. um, but I think smoking would be a hard thing to like get away with. Like you gonna smell that tobacco? Uh, right. <laughs> like uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> is, is that a Marlboro? <laughs> I remember Marlboro. <laughs> I remember
2: that. Yeah. yeah. I wonder
3: if this like, like I wonder if this applies to vaping too, or maybe like Good Vaping is such a millennial thing. Like,
2: yeah, they're
3: like, yeah, we don't smoke those cancer sticks, bro. We're all about yeah, water in our lungs. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, what are you, What about you? Five billion dollars, say New Zealand dollars.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, potentially. I mean, like. I, I love the idea of people not smoking but I'm with you where it's just like an all out ban you know what I'm saying like but but I do appreciate the efforts to make it so that people cannot smoke however it's just like an all out ban people you know are going to find a way i would imagine you know what i'm saying people are going to find yeah. a way to get their tobacco you know i think something that's interesting about this article it says about new zealand is that you know their smoking rate is already at historic lows uh, the article says with just eight percent of adults smoking daily and that's according to government statistic that was released in november and that's down from 9.4 percent last year so it seems like they might naturally be getting there anyway you know? right,
3: like it looks the eight percent of adult uh, smoking in in New Zealand it's, it's not doesn't sound very profitable for to even sell the cigarette right uh, the return of investment is gone, and you can i guess show them you realize it better even through medical the medical expenses you're avoiding, which means they must have uh nation sponsored health care
2: mm-hmm.
3: if you can count that cost, does New Zealand have?
2: That's a good question. I I do not know that about New Zealand. But, I don't know a lot about New
3: Zealand. Otherwise.
2: I I would like to go and I've never been before. It seems really nice, really pretty, you know, but I have never been. Have you have you been before?
3: No, I used to watch Flight of the Concourse, so
2: when they from? New yes. Zealand? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Flight of the Concourse was great. I saw them in college and that was definitely one of the best. Live comedy shows I've ever been to it was fly really the, yeah it was Kristen Shaw opened up for them with stand up, and then fly of the Concords they did their like music video bit it was so oh good. man they were so good
3: they're so ridiculous yeah uh, the show was so much fun yeah um, but they do have universal health care
2: oh wow 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 something yeah. to aspire to you know for sure for sure yeah yeah
3: you hear that America can we trade cigarettes for
2: Healthcare, Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Please. Yeah, yeah. Well, y'all, uh, it's been great talking the news today. We're going to move on to our next segment, which is the spring of inspiring inspiration. So this is where we read a quote uh, to end things on a positive note. We had mentioned John Lewis earlier. So here's a quote from... Uh, the 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 wonderful John Lewis which is uh freedom is not a state it is an act it is not some enchanted garden perched high on a distant plateau where we can finally sit down and rest freedom is the continuous action we all must take and each generation must do its part to create an even more fair more just society word yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, Lenise, it's been so great having you back on the podcast. It's always so fun to get to talk about the news with you. Uh, what? How? How can people stay in touch with you, support you, or anything that you just want to shout out before we close out today?
3: Um, follow me on Instagram. Uh, mostly where I like to uh, post stuff with my family and funny things I find online. <laughs> um and uh. Maybe not anymore this year, but because uh, it's my birthday month. Uh, but next year, certainly, I'll be performing with Village Theater. Um, and uh, sometimes at Dynamic, and wherever you can find me, you find it all on my Instagram. Cause I just uh, don't like saying no to having fun.
2: <laughs> <Y'all>, <laughs> if you're in Atlanta, do yourselves a favor. Go see Lenise perform. You won't regret it. And as always, thank you all for tuning in to Ridiculous News We realize you have a lot of choices of what to listen to, so we say genuinely, thank you, thank you, thank you. And you can email us at RidiculousNews at iHeartMedia.com and on Facebook and IG, follow Ridiculous News. And you can check out our comedy videos at Mark Kendall Comedy. Bye, y'all. Have a great rest of your day.
1: Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison. Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
2: is going on a road
1: trip. I thought in that moment
0: Zumo Play.